Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KPRC 2 Sports Podcast, Episode 7. Great to have you with us. For the next several minutes, we're going to talk some Houston Texans football. Pleasure to be joined once again. Uh, you know him well, Aaron Wilson. Good to see you, Aaron. Great to see you. Long-time NFL writer. Uh, and since the last time you were on, several weeks ago, uh, we can now make it official. Actually, we already have. Everybody already knows by now probably. But uh, Aaron is a uh, KPRC2 and Click to Houston contributor now, Texans contributor. And, man, it's good to have you on, man. It's All fun. kinds of great stories are You've been filing uh, for us, and we appreciate that. I know you enjoy being out there. Everything about the Texans, you're out there, man. It's great to be a part of it, and you know, it, it's a fun collaboration because now we can talk stories. We can think about, right. hey, maybe we'll do this. Uh, maybe this will be a video. Maybe this will be an article. Yeah, it's fun. It's gonna be fun, and uh, you'll be out at games and home games and some road games. Or yep. I'm not sure when you're going. You may go all of them. I don't know. I hope to go to all. The maybe road we'll see games. each other in Denver. We maybe too. Denver. Maybe on the same flight. Yeah, that's same. right, man. We can map that out. Uh, all right, so here we are, Aaron. This has uh, been what well, they started back on July 29th. I was thinking about it the other day. If, at least to me, this camp flew by. I don't know, maybe not for others. It just seemed like it went faster, at least for me. But uh, three ball games now in the books. They had uh, the Saints, the Rams, and of course last night the 49ers to, to wrap it up. But now it's time to kind of you know wipe the slate clean. That's behind you now because all these decisions that have to come. Uh, this is going to be an important week ahead, days ahead for for Lovey Smith, Nick Casario, as they shape this roster up. Right, a lot of guys lose their jobs, and it's kind of a sad time because they all worked hard, and then you're out of a job. And you yeah. get so close if you make it to the final cut down, and so I just feel bad for these guys because generally, if you make it to this stage, you're a good football player. It mm-hmm. might not be the right fit here with the Texans, but you're going to, you know, be a competent guy that. You know, just for whatever reason, the numbers didn't work. And they do have some tough decisions. You know, a defensive end, especially between Damone Harris, Derek Rivers. The defensive ends have played so well, mm-hmm. and they've had so much depth there. That's a tough call. What do you do with interior defensive line? Is it Kurt Heinish? Is it Ross Blacklock? And Ross is... I, I want to add, I want right to talk to you. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because uh, that's got a lot of attention that... His development just hasn't been there. And some people think it might, maybe it's the system as opposed to, ah, this guy doesn't have any talent. He's got talent. He wouldn't have been drafted as high as he was and all that kind of stuff. But maybe it's not the right kind of fit because if they do part ways with him, I would imagine he'll land a job somewhere, uh, maybe in a position in a team that maybe fits his style better. But how big a disappointment? Has he been just with the Texans? So let's just stick with what he's been able yeah, to do here. It has been disappointing, Randy, in the sense that they made this trade where they shipped off DeAndre Hopkins. They got back this second-round draft pick that became Ross Blacklock, and he was yeah. their top pick. He's a Bill O'Brien selection. And I don't think it's because of a lack of work ethic 
or anything. It's just a matter of he's been prone to penalties. We've seen that in the preseason in the Rams game. There was three penalties on him in two plays. We've also seen that he can get in the backfield. He can penetrate. But so can the other guys. Mm -hmm. And they're not committing penalties. So there's some mental errors. And I think he would benefit from a fresh start. And I think sometimes playing for your hometown team is tough. There's some pressures that go with that. Elkins High School, yeah. And I think Ross is a really good guy. And, you know, it might click or it might not. And I couldn't say that with more time this year in this system it wouldn't click. I also think that instead of playing the three technique behind Malik Collins, he might have been better off playing behind Roy Lopez Mm -hmm. as a nose tackle and playing on the two technique side. You know, with Ross, he's about 300 pounds to 290, usually fluctuates those. He's quick, he's a good athlete, and he can make plays. And for whatever reason, since a good start to camp, it has not sustained in the games. And they've got a decision to make because Kurt Heinisch has outplayed him. Kurt Heinisch is an undrafted free agent from Notre Dame. They've spent about 85000 guaranteed, so it's a relative bargain. And he's had a sack. He's done some things. I think that they have a tough call to make. And there are some scenarios because Ross is injured. Ross has a groin injury and won't play, or actually, you know, isn't able to play in this this last preseason game. Yeah, they have a situation where should they go injured reserve? Should they buy themselves more time and bring him back later in the year, or is it time to cut ties? And I think that's a debate. It's a not a, it's not a clear cut decision, and that's why Nick Casario makes the big bucks, and he'll have to make that call. And I think for Ross, it might really benefit him just to change teams. And there might be some other rosters where mm-hmm. they're not as stacked in the interior D line and you know he could go somewhere else. Let's talk a little bit about what what's coming up now in the days ahead. People may not understand what happens now that the three preseason games are, are underway. They don't play their first regular season game for, until September eleventh and I've got the schedule pulled up and we'll dive into that here in just a minute. But w- what's happening in the days ahead? They've got to get this roster cut down by when is it a certain amount each day or is it just one cut down date that okay by this day you got to make all your your cuts by now here's where they're at they got down to 80 players this week that was the nfl deadline so you start off and you move down Mm -hmm. and then once you're at 80 you go from there to the 53 and 53 is the nfl limit so you have to cut 27 players generally, unless you're like the Texans and you have an international player. They have an international player that does not count against the roster limit. So they have him, so they have an extra guy, right. and he'll be on the practice squad all year and not count against the 16-player mm-hmm. practice squad limit. After you make your roster cuts, those players are eligible for waivers that are not vested veterans, that aren't terminated contracts, that are subject to waivers. Other teams can claim them. The Texans rank third on the waiver list. So watch out for the Texans. If they like, they see someone else's discards. It's kind of like a game of cards. You pick up that card or you pick up that player. So they're constantly going to be looking at, I mean, everybody's making cuts. So they're thinking, hey, can this guy help? This is where you got to be smart, right? Well, look at the tight end position, which they already tried to trade for. And then that trade with Adam Shaheen was scuttled because he failed the physical. Now he's on injured reserve for the year with the Dolphins. What they could do, they could look at other teams' tight end situations, or they could say, okay, well, we're okay. We're going to wait for Anthony O'Claire to get back, and we're going to go with Farrell Brown and Brevin Jordan and mm-hmm. Tegan Cuatoriano. Mm-hmm. So they've got options, and how big of emphasis is tight end in this offense? Not really. You know, I don't think there are going to be a lot of targets for the tight ends. Honestly, I think they're going to throw the wide receivers. I mean, so do, you have, 
do you think Cook's heavy offense? Do you think though if they had the right tight ends capable of making plays that it seemed like Pep would if want a that Pro Bowl type tight end? Yeah. yeah, but what they have with Farrow is they've got a guy that's capable of being a starting tight end, yeah. former undrafted guy with the Browns, and they just don't have what I would say is a proven, you know, really established starter that you're going to pay a lot of money to. Yeah. And you know he's got some lofty goals. He wants a David Njoku type contract. He's going to have to catch 60, 70 balls, and I just don't <laughs> see that happening. And I think Farrell's very talented, and he is a good combo tight end. He can block a little, and he can catch. Mm-hmm. But having some skills and putting it all together are two different things. So I think they're going to look at waivers. And then you know they have some other tough decisions. Which corners are you going to keep? How are you going to go about the safety position? Are you going to try to save any money? Are you going to stick with Eric Murray? Are you going to go with some of the other younger safeties? Right. Braylon Arnold's versatility, the fact that he can play nickel or safety is interesting. It's all about versatility. I mean, the yes. more you do, and if you're a talented player, you're going to probably find a home on a roster. Linebacker. Way it's going these so days. You're going to have some tough calls there. And yeah. then offensive line, if you are an interior guy and you can't play center in both guard positions the way Justin McCray ha- can, mm-hmm. if you're not a starter, it's hard to make the team. All right, let's talk a few more minutes. Uh, a couple players, just because it's, they got all the attention during training camp, and we're days away now from that September 11th opener at home against the Colts. Uh, all eyes, as I should have been during camp, Davis Mills. Everybody watched every single pass. Uh, the good balls, The some days at camp he was underthrowing guys, couldn't connect on the deep balls, this and that. Uh, it's go time on September 11th. I guess we're going to find out you know, how much growth he has done when they really open up the playbook. Right. And he has the guys in front of him. Preseason, you know, you know, I guess throw out the, the Niners game, you got more guys playing, but those first two, a lot of guys were missing. You really couldn't get a good report on him, I don't think. Um, but we're going to find out a lot about him when, they, when that curtain goes up on September 11th. Has this offseason helped him elevate his game, and will it be good enough to be the guy? And the jury's still out, I think. I think that he has improved. He's upgraded some skills. He's taken on some leadership. He's shown some qualities of stepping up and, mm-hmm. you know, being better at distributing the football. He always has had some arm talent. You know, is he elite with the arm? Probably not, but it's it's definitely above average. That's yeah, good. It's a good, it's a good accurate, arm. Accurate, good yeah. arm. Yeah. And he can move a little bit, and mm-hmm. he's gotten bigger and stronger. I mm-hmm. think he's more sturdy in the pocket, and he looks more comfortable. Everything with his body language, even the way he does his interviews, the guy exudes more confidence than he did as a rookie where I thought sometimes he's like a deer in the headlights yeah, it's even different. when he stand at the podium. Yeah, it's definitely and it's different. hard. You know, it's hard to be that young. You haven't played that much college football, and they're throwing you out there. Mm-hmm. I thought he did an admirable job last year. I do expect him to make some leap. Philip Dorsett made a great point the other day, the wide receiver. They haven't shown anything. They're not showing their offense, everything Very vanilla. Got. And, yeah. you know, we want to see more from, like, what's Pep Hamilton's imprint? Mm-hmm. And what's it like when Damian Pierce is out there, Brandon Cooks, Laramie Tunsil? Right. Those guys haven't been playing preseason football. They even held Pierce out of the Rams game because they'd seen enough from him. Mm-hmm. And he's exciting. That and said think, a lot right there how they feel about him. I think that he's <laughs> on to something. They found yeah. a really it's, good running back. Uh, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl was talking about him. Senior Bowl's to a point where we're watching him. He's pass blocking. And he's making a lot of noise when he's hitting these linebackers and blitz pickup. The guy's very physical. Yeah. And he impressed everybody in the Saints game. And we had that fun interview with him. I was going to say, yeah, he's one of the best interviews on the team already. He he's only a rookie. Yeah, he's entertaining he's to talk with. Exciting guy. And happy yeah. for him. Uh, a lot of good things I happening for him. And yeah. I just heard that he's a 
new homeowner. I think that was a good decision. I think he's going to be around. Good. That's yep. a good sign. That's a good sign. Yep. You got the rookies, so, so uh, people are going to be paying attention to what Damian Pierce does, starting with that opener. I think he's going to get a lot of time. I'll be curious how what the approach is with him and Mac. Uh, how can they use both? Will they rotate him in and out? Is one guy the guy, really, early on? Or I don't know what you expect to see. Well, with Damian, I think that he's going to carry the football more than Marlon. Yeah. Nothing that Marlon has really shown me. I mean, Lovey Smith underscored that this week. What do the other running backs need to do? Play better. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And he gushed about Damian. He did. And it, was, it was legitimate. It wasn't like I'm hyping a player up right. for some other reason, some ulterior motive. He was doing that because he genuinely feels that way. You could tell. And why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. This kid's impressive. He's a physical back. He's In every stage of the game, he's shown them what they wanted to see. And he's answered every question. Mm-hmm. He can catch the ball. He can pick up blitz protection he can run the ball he can cut back he can make his own hole i don't care what his 40 time is four five nine so what he plays a lot faster than that and the kids yes he's not tall but he's a big guy five ten two eighteen is plenty big yeah he's a downhill aggressive running back and i think people don't really enjoy tackling this guy because he is that physical my expectation is unless mac all of a sudden starts breaking long runs and showing the speed that he does have and getting free and the holes are bigger, mm-hmm. then it's going to have to be a guy like Damien that's the primary back. Rex Burkhead, who's shown us good things before, he hasn't had a great preseason in limited action. He's had a fumble. He's had low yards. Royce Freeman's averaging 2.6 yards per carry heading into the you know, third preseason game. He's the leading rusher. He's only got 51 yards. I mean, the only back that's really impressed is Damien. Damien so. Pierce, he opened a lot of people's eyes, no doubt about it, with that uh, performance he had. And uh, I will say this, he's one rookie that people are talking about a lot during the course of training camp, but you know, excited to see when this regular season uh, begins. You got Stingley back there on the defensive end, Jalen Petrie, can't wait to see him uh, really form into a really good leader. I think he's going to be a great leader on this team and uh, he's already shown signs of that in training camp. As a lot of teammates have, have spoken up about him. So there's things to be excited about, but there still are concerns on this team. I think we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we said otherwise. I mean, if I think if they win five, six games, I Very don't know, successful year. it's a successful year with this group, especially with the schedule they're going to be playing. Tough schedule. You know, games like going to Las Vegas and going to Denver to play Russell Wilson. And yeah. it's tough. You start off against Matt Ryan. Very experienced player. Jonathan Taylor, the yep. running back. I think it is going to be tough for them to say, well, they're going to, you know, you can't count on sweeping the Jaguars necessarily. They've improved. I think they're going to be improved. They've I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be, I think we're going to see a guy that take, takes that big step. And the Titans are still good. Yep. They're well coached by Mike Vrabel. You know, when you look at this division, it's not easy. It's a better mm-hmm. division than people give it credit for. And then you have, you know, I think there's some winnable road games. You know, you think about, you know, but Miami is not a cakewalk. That's hard. No. They beat them last year. They have a really good defense. I mean, I, don't, I really don't see any road games or where the Texans are right now. There's no lock that they're right. going to get a win. Like, you know, several years back when they were playing really good and winning divisions, you say, okay, that's probably a win. Maybe Chicago. Maybe. Yeah. It's just winning just on the, the road is just so hard, totally man. totally sold yet. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And you think about they're going to be well coached. They're going to play hard. There's going to be a lot of games. They're going to play close, but that's what I think you're going to see improvement in. You can't 
I think you got to look at the big picture, I think, for everyone. And what are they selling? They're selling hope. And you're hoping that you could see, if you're Nick Casario, he's the architect of the roster, that Jalen Petrie, Damian Pierce, all these guys, Derek Stingley, that you have some foundational players, you have some guys that you want to have signed to second deals eventually, like Titus Howard, John mm-hmm. Grenard. So you have some pieces. Yeah. And what do you need to do? You need to keep getting them. And then you got the whole year's got to be a decision. And I think is, that's why next year is going to be, a, I think, an important year for this franchise. Is Davis Mills the guy? Right. That's the most You're important know. thing. You're going to know. We're going to know. I think it's going to be clear-cut. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be, yeah, I'm not sure. We need to go back and look at another year. Mm-hmm. And then it's, are you going all in for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? <laughs> we can start be, talking about it. That would be a very interesting offseason. But, yeah, yeah, they're going to give Davis every chance to prove that yeah. he should be the guy. All right. It all starts on September 11th, the Texans' home opener, season opener, I should say, against Indianapolis. Week two, they'll be in Denver, and we're going to be off and running in the month of September. He is Aaron Wilson, longtime pro football writer with uh, – Promote you know your main group you work with and write for Pro Football Network yep. at www.profootballnetwork.com. I'm on Great Twitter, group. Aaron Wilson underscore NFL, and I'm even on Instagram, Aaron Wilson seventy one twenty eight. I do post a few yeah. food picks and sometimes uh, Great my wife f- Shannon. Great food picks, by the way. Yeah, he and his wife Shannon. They know where to go eat. I mean, y'all, I give you shout out, man. You, Thank you guys. You. Uh, and then you put the pictures of the food. I mean. I, it makes me hungry. Every I haven't gotten time I a see free that. meal yet. <laughs> I, the, the only thing they do is they repost it. And I might get a few followers. Yeah, I don't have a food blog. Uh, if anybody's out there listening, yeah, or... you know, the, y'all know the hot spots. <laughs> There's no no doubt about it. But hey, it's gonna be fun. And of course, he's gonna be contributing often, as you've seen already on Click to Houston dot com. Everything uh, Texans. Aaron Wilson is all over. Good to have you on again, man. Good to be here. Second appearance on the podcast, and you'll be on more, and we'll see each other out at uh, NRG Park and, of course, hopefully on the road a little bit as well. Absolutely. Look forward to it. All right. Good stuff. As we get ready, we will keep you updated on any moves the Texans uh, do make roster-wise. Those are coming up in the days ahead, so get ready for that, and uh, we will inch closer to opening week again September 11th. The uh, Texans at home uh, against the Indianapolis Colts in this 2022 season will be off and running. As always, thanks for checking it out. Thanks for watching and listening, or maybe you've just been listening while you're driving. We appreciate you checking it out. Uh, it's been a good response since we launched this uh, podcast. This is Episode 7, so we'll keep doing them each and every week. They drop every Friday at 12. 12-